name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. Hey guys, welcome back to Work Your Biz Like a Boss. And today, I want to tackle the topic of inflation and whether you should raise your rates. Um, we're going to look at three scenarios so you can evaluate your business, your business income, and then decide and plan on what course of action is best for you. But first, let me define inflation. Inflation is very simply an overly heated economy. There's too much money in circulation, and often that is sparked by printing money and infusing the economy with too much money, aka the government flooding us with that. So COVID, money printing, and handouts are what have created this inflation storm. Now on top of that, we have supply chain issues, oil drilling that is discouraged here in the United States, and I'm that's where I live, so this is going to be dominantly for the United States as far as this podcast. However, uh, like I heard one guy say years ago, when America sneezes, the world has a heart attack. So uh, our influence in the nation or in the international realm uh, can cause them problems as well. So if you live outside of America, I don't know what you're experiencing, but here in America, this is what has created these problems. So then you have rising fuel prices, which lead to increased amount that you have to pay for goods and services. And then also uh, they're increasing interest rates. So none of these things are helping inflation. Now the increasing interest rates um, in the past, that's usually a good idea, but the situation with the fuel, if they were to encourage drilling here in America, uh, and a lot of people are like, well, we, you know, they can drill. Well, no, the way oil businesses work, my dad was in that, uh, industry the whole time I was growing up practically. Uh, if there's, you know, a lot of regulations and the government is not friendly to drilling in America, they will not drill. And then, and we have the cleanest oil. So, and this may, this podcast may sound a little bit political. I'm not trying to be political. I'm just trying to tell you facts and how this works and cut through all of the noise. When fueling is, or drilling is discouraged, then, and then you have a government that's going to other nations to get oil when they have dirty oil compared to America, uh, then of course, uh, gas prices are going to go up diesel. It, and I mean, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like this. Actually, it's astronomically high. It is a chain effect. And so eventually you're definitely going to have an increase of prices, which we've seen. Uh, oh, and then not to mention the bird flu that struck the chicken industry. Sorry about that guys. I heard a more of a echo than normal. And I'm like, what is going on? And it was my um, closet door was open. So hopefully this helps. Plus I forgot to put my computer on silent and started getting text messages. <laughs> so all the current uh, economic difficulties and policies 
um, they're not going to change anytime soon because inflation, you can't just turn it around. That's, that's the trick with inflation. Like sometimes governments will allow a little bit of inflation to burn down debt because that's the, the silver lining side of inflation and America has tons of debt, but you have to be really smart in how you do that. And, uh, because if you're not, you'll overheat the economy and people will start suffering. And that's exactly what's happened. Uh, regardless of your political, uh, you know, viewpoints, this president is awful when it comes to the economy. He doesn't have any record of, um, managing, uh, money well. And so now we're paying the price and I don't foresee him making any changes, quite frankly. And so, uh, what should you do as a business owner? Because the word recession is coming. Now, your mindset's going to be really important because with recession, that's actually a perfect time for people who have the money to invest and begin buying specific things so that when there's a shift, you actually create wealth. There's a transfer of wealth because wealth really doesn't diminish. It just changes hands. And uh, so unfortunately for people that are in poverty or do not have a lot of money to play around with, um, and, and actually it's not too much extra you need, uh, that's a myth, but I don't have time to get into that. But uh, for people that just can't, it can be a difficult time. And so I would definitely strongly encourage you to cut expenses, uh, to pay off debt uh, any way you can. Because if we are going into a recession, it can really be difficult for you. But don't don't get into like a fear thing and a panic thing because that's actually what causes problems. But definitely pinch pennies and look for ways to save money. I know me and my husband I like to tell people we were so po we could even afford the OR. And there's a, a, a happy side to that because... We know how to reduce. We know how to cut. We know how to live on very little. And uh, so hopefully you guys have that experience as well. If not, I would definitely um, start looking in ways where you can uh, tighten the belt. Okay, so as far as a business, um, the first step in dealing with inflation and its effect on your business is to evaluate a few things. Number one, do you have overhead expenses? So if you're a service-based business, your overhead might be lower than a product-based business. So my business has low overhead. I work out of my home. My only expenses are internet, some fuel to meet with clients, some typical office expenses. I do have more advertising and I do have a vehicle payment, but I've got a lot of control over my expenses. Therefore, I've not had to increase my fees and I have no plans to increase my fees in the immediate future. On top of that, my uh, husband works. We don't have any credit card debt. Our housing expenses are super low. And we also live in a moral, more rural community. So commuting is minimal. I mean, it takes, I think, maybe 10 minutes to get everywhere in town or less. So if this fits you, you might consider keeping your rates the same because that is like a huge thank you to your current clients. <laughs> Everything else and everybody else is going up. But if you are not going up, that is like a relief. And they're going to continue to do business with you. 
uh, where they may not with other people who have gone up. I, like I have, um, and I love my massage therapist and I'm willing to pay this price, but literally went up 50 bucks. Now I was, um, she did give me a discount cause we're good friends and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, I would have paid $40 more and been happier. However, I'm willing to pay the 50, but if she goes up anymore, I may not have massages. And, uh, so, there are some things where we're willing to go up, but when people don't or they don't go up as high as they could and take advantage of the situation, not that my massage therapist is, I'm just saying there are some people that will, um, then I'm just going to quit using those people, right? So you might consider that, but if you have a inventory and high overhead costs, like a business location, lots of commuting, uh, high advertising budget, et cetera, you probably do need to increase your fees or make some changes in those situations and see if you can keep them the same. Okay. And then the second one is how is your current financial health? So your current financial health can play a huge part in the decision to increase your rates, but it shouldn't be a reason to increase them exorbitantly. And so what I mean is if you have a lot of consumer debt and business expenses, inflation is probably hitting you hard. Being in debt, again, during this time is not ideal. However, your current customers and clients aren't responsible for your current financial health, and they may not be willing to pay the price for your decisions. Whether, you know, I mean, I come from a background where we went in a lot of debt because our business was failing. So I understand that sometimes you're just trying to keep your head above water and you're actually sinking even harder. And I did learn one thing, uh, debt is not ever a way to fix your financial situation. And I knew that, but you know how it is. It's like you get tunnel vision and you're focused so hard on trying to survive. You don't realize you're actually committing a slow suicide. So I will not use debt to fix a financial problem at this point. And, um, that's why I'm huge on paying it off and having your, uh, six month, uh, emergency fund. And, um, so anyway, your client should not be responsible for that. Even if it was from poor decision or you're trying to survive, I don't believe in passing on the cost of poor decisions. Um, but it may be necessary to ease some of the burden because of the inflation. So not only do you need to look at that, but this is also a time to really focus on paying down debt and curbing spending, which you might be like, how do you do that in the middle of an inflation? I mean, what do you mean pay down debt? How? I have found always, no matter the current economic situation, financial health is a heart issue and it's uh, affecting how you manage money. See, money might be neutral, but the heart and emotion, excuse me, emotions tied to it are not. There is such a thing as your relationship to money. I don't have time to go into all of that, but I would definitely start examining how you're spending your money and what emotions are tied to it. Because often we don't need more money. We actually need to manage it better. And I hope you can't hear my husband's Harley um, running in the background. That thing is ridiculous. Which, by the way, let me tell you real quick. And again, I'm trying not to be political, but it, I mean, it just is so fact-based. I don't understand how people don't see this. Every time a Democrat is in office, taxes are raised, the economy slows down, etc. Now, that's definitely happened during conservatives that have been in office, too. But conservatives are usually lower taxes, and they are economic-focused, uh, economy-focused. So 
With that being said, when we saw um, Biden, uh, and I could get political on whether he won or not, but when Biden took over um, the presidency, I knew immediately we were in for some economic turmoil. So what we did, and actually in prayer and Holy Spirit telling me this, I knew we needed to sell our rental. And I had prayed. I said, you know, Lord, if we need to sell our rental before October, so this was October um, 2020, uh, right before he was elected, I said, if we need to sell our rental, um, let me know. Because we had a rental renter in there, and she was saying that she was going to be there until October. And I felt like we needed to get the house on the market when it was a hot market before uh, the election, because even elections will slow down things like that, which was not the case. But so anyway, long story short, um, she let us know in April because her contract was up that she'd actually qualified to buy a house. And it's like, what? And that she'd be out during that time. So uh, we put our house on the market that August uh, or I think it was August. I can't remember. Everything's kind of running together. And uh, within a couple weeks, it was sold. And so then we took that money and we made a couple strategic decisions. The first thing is we took a bulk of it and we refinanced my husband's shop. It was like kind of like a leftover from when he had a business. The payment was like over $873 a month. We paid it down, refinanced it to where it's more like $349 a month. We now double the payments plus the low interest rate. So that was a very strategic and smart move. And then we got my husband a Harley. Now the motivation for getting him a Harley was he's won one the whole time I've known him. So we've been married 30 years. We dated almost two. So 32 years, he's wanted a Harley. Um, I prayed for a Harley that was a specific price, specific model, specific year. Uh, God answered all of those prayers. We paid exactly the amount I prayed for. Thank goodness, because his fuel bill would probably be over $200 for his diesel uh, pickup that's a dually. And because he has the Harley, um, uh, it's like, you know, $19 still a month to fuel. Plus I have a low mileage vehicle. So those are things I'm talking about where you can restructure, move things around, do the things you need to do. Now the interest rate has definitely gone up. So that may not help you as far as refinancing. I don't know, but how can you shift things to help you uh, during this time? And it's amazing. Like if you write down everything you spend and you just figure out percentages and what they need to be, it's amazing how much we spend thoughtlessly. So a lot of times we don't need more money. We just need to better steward the money we have. So that's what I mean. And looking at, okay, do you feel that, um, and I know this is a longer podcast, but like, do you feel that dopamine rush whenever you buy something? That means your relationship when it comes to spending is a little skewed and you probably need to look at that. So th- there's so much um, that I could get into. In fact, maybe I need to do a part two. But anyway, okay, moving on. Number three, do you have a cushion? So uh, we had paid off the majority of $56,000 worth of debt in um I believe it was May of 2020 as well. So that would be May 5th or May 4th when we paid that off. Then I wanted to work on our emergency fund savings to where we had six months worth. 
And, uh, and so we were able to get that done, uh, and our selling of the house helped with that as well, because I had a big tax bill, which I'm restructuring my business because of that. But anyway, so we have our emergency fund and that is some cushion, but it is like off limits. I mean, even if we have a repair or something that needs to be done, if I've got the money, I do, I use that. I do not go into the emergency fund, um, because it's definitely for, you know, any expensive repairs, unexpected expenses. And also if, um, he, you know, or I have a loss of income for three to six months, but, um, again, we don't dive into that for any other reason. In fact, I'm adding to it even more because with inflation, what would have worked, uh, now won't. So, um, anyway, have your cushion and, uh, I'm still getting new clients. I've got my former clients, uh, so my business is okay. I don't need to go up, but you may not have that. You may not have the cushion. Um, inflation might be hitting you hard and you may have even lost some clients. So if so, you may need to go up a little bit if it's harming you. If not, keep them the same. So all of that leads to the question of, well, how much should I increase my prices? And that really depends on your current financial situation. If your finances are already tight, you're a startup with a lot of startup expenses, you have no cushion and you're struggling, sit down, look at your numbers and decide how much would help ease the burden. But also include the question, how much are your clients willing to pay? Now, if you have a pretty healthy financial situation, you've got some cushion and no to little debt, but you have taken a hit, possibly due to inventory prices going up or commuting going up, I would definitely keep it as minimal as you can. Another thing that you can do is offer more services. So I talked to one of my former clients and the reason they were former is they got too busy for me and they couldn't have me in anymore because they were making so much money and they need to kind of slow down um, a little bit. I was speaking with him because they're in the glass business and those commercial doors, you know, with the glass and the metal in the past were maybe $1,500 guys, it's $4,500. You can't make money that way. So they're actually shifting things and structuring, restructuring their business so they can, uh, have more, uh, business income from different areas in their industry where now because of a franchise, they're actually stuck in a franchise model. So it may be something where you don't necessarily have to go up, but you can add other revenue, other income sources to your current business model. So that can be a smart way too, to help with your business. So here's the secret. Research tells us that if your client likes you, they're willing to pay more, even if your product or service is inferior to another's. I mean, it's amazing. So if you've been providing excellent customer service and hopefully an excellent product or service as well, but most of your clients, they'll be willing to pay you more. But if you haven't, you might be in for a world of hurt. And the very first thing I would improve is your customer service and your excellence. Nothing is more superior and safe for a business than providing excellent service. Now, um, you know, just know and back to the the massage therapist, you know, when she increased it, um, you know, I had a choice. I mean, there was no way I was going to go to another massage therapist because I'm friends with her. She's phenomenal. She really helps me. I like her, blah, blah. But it was a blow to me mentally. And regular massages are, I love them and I do need them because I train a lot, but 
they're not something I need more than food, right? Um, and I had already uh, gotten rid of some expenses and rearranged some things, so I was able to do it. Uh, but adding a benefit or a service would have eased the blow, I think. And so all that to say, if you do have to go up, add a benefit or service that will be um, basically free for you and will help your clients and make them feel taken care of. Okay, so be smart if you have to go up. So in the course of your business, you're going to have great economic times. You're going to have terrible economic times. It really depends on the policies of the White House, unfortunately. But their poor decisions shouldn't run you. So when this president was elected, again, I knew we were in for some rough uh, economic times. I mean, it's not hard to see. Again, just look at the past. I mean, I don't know why people keep voting people in that have terrible economic policies, but we do. So, you know, like I said, re, you know, pay down debt, restructure your finances, look for areas you can cut costs, look for things that you can add to your product or service that's free that will uh, lessen the bowl, uh, blow uh, if you have to go up. But regardless of your political alliance, seriously, tighten the, the strings, uh, the belt. Look for those areas where you can definitely um, ease some of the inflation and how you're being hit. And again, I don't have a hope that things are going to change soon. I don't. It'll probably take another president. Um, I am concerned that things might get even worse. So uh, that's why I'm you know, curbing spending now. I mean, there's like, here's an example. There are things I can buy that I want that would be no problem, but I cannot afford a loose financial policy right now, um, meaning I cannot afford being lax in how I spend money, not because I don't have it, but because that mindset will actually lead to trouble. And so really, if anything, target your mindset. You know, do you need those coffees at Starbucks every day? Probably not. Do you want them and can you afford them? If so, go ahead. But just know that if you're not taking care of the other part of your financial health, you might find that you're going to be in trouble. So I feel like a mama, actually, that I'm trying to give you some bad tasting medicine, but sometimes that's necessary, especially if you love those you're giving the medicine to. And I love business owners and I love you guys very much. So I hope this isn't too distasteful of a podcast and that you can hear my heart in it that I love you guys and I don't want you to fail. I don't want your businesses to fail. And if you do a little bit of shifting, a little bit of changing, then maybe we can um, make sure that doesn't happen. It is time for some real talk. Does your brand feel like it's a bunch of puzzle pieces that you've tried to make fit? When you look at it, does it clearly and beautifully and professionally communicate who you are and your brand's message? If not, I've got something that might help you. I created a brand personality quiz a few months ago. What? You, you didn't know about it? Well, this quiz takes maybe five minutes and it will show you which of the 12 brand personalities you are. And I have to say, you're welcome. So after you take the quiz, use the helpful information and the tips you get to flesh out your brand in a more cohesive way and all of your digital and printed material. Let me make it plain. If you get your brand right, you will make more money. 
and your brand personality is what makes you irresistible. It helps you find your tribe and your tribe find you. So go to sherryannwilson.com forward slash brand dash quiz and get started. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world. Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?